Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Match Fit Podcast. I'm Darren, your host for today. Today's guest, Simeon Jackson, former international player, former Premier League player. He has played at various clubs in the English Football League. He's played up in Scotland as well. This is a two-parter, so make sure you stay tuned for both parts. Due to some technical difficulties, we had to do two recordings, but trust me when I tell you there is words of wisdom and golden nuggets all the way throughout this conversation from Simeon. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Remember, at MatchFitFootball on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Simeon, welcome to the podcast. Delighted to get you on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. You're an incredibly busy man, of course. Congratulations on the birth of uh, the newest little addition to your family. You're still Thank playing you. professional football. You are a father. You're coaching. You're doing a bit of everything. Tell me what it's like. How is life going in 2021 for Simeon Jackson? Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty full on, man. It's full on. Um, yeah, it's uh, trying to balance everything from you know kind of family and home life to to still playing um, as well as as getting involved with coaching and helping out at the club as well. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty full, full gas. Obviously something you're still incredibly passionate about and you enjoy. You've had a phenomenal long career and it's still going. What is the secret to your success and your longevity in your footballing career? Um, no, I appreciate that, man. Um, it's, just down to your habits, your habits and your routines, to be honest. Um, I think for me, I kind of figured out that, that that's what it took. Um, and then after getting, you know, uh, some success with that from, from early on, uh, you know, in, in academy days and, and, and coming through and becoming a professional, you start to realize that, you know, it is a, a, a lifestyle and it is kind of, how you look after yourself and I think from then you know the, the habits and routines stuck from there and you just try and be consistent the best way you can and take the highs and the lows um and just see it through it's it's interesting because those habits you know those patterns and even those behaviors that you've learned maybe from a young age that you've implemented all throughout your career was that something you gained through experience as you progressed through your career or is there different stages of your career maybe as a young player coming through an academy you've seen an older player do something and you were able to take that and add it to your game or was it a constant learning progress through throughout your career yeah all of those things um i think i was i was lucky in the environment, I remember when I when I first got into the, the full time environment, moving here to the UK and being able to train every day and, and watch pros, and you just start to to pick up the the do's and don'ts really, and um, you know having that as a as a young player coming through a club and being able to watch the first team players and, and speak to them and ask them questions, um, you start to see the ones that have the good habits. And, and do the right things end up having you know at, at that stage would have had a career so you started to pick up really soon okay you know this is what it looks like in terms of you know if I want to be in this game for a while there's there's things that I'm gonna have to do and, and, and get used to and adjust um, and yeah and then constantly adapting um, dealing with the challenges that, that come up um, with being in professional football and you know, playing, not playing injuries, um, in and out of form, all these different things that come up, managing your personal life, 
um, yeah, you have to definitely pick it up and, and learn as you go as well. And and it's something that you mentioned is when you moved to the UK and you have a very interesting journey because you grew up in, in Canada in Ontario, which for half the year is snow covered and minus zero and incredibly cold and probably hard to get outside and get playing football. But you eventually, <laughs> yep. mo you eventually moved to the UK. So tell me a little bit about growing up in Canada, you're falling in love with football and then obviously how you got the move to the UK. Tell me about the journey to professional yeah, football. So, um... Yeah, so it just started from from watching it on TV, you know, watching Soccer Saturday as it was on TSN. Um, and just, you know, I remember seeing Man United and watching the Premier League, seeing a bit of Serie A, um, you know, fall in love with, with the teams and, and, and how, how they were keeping in track on, on, on how they were doing. And then you just got obsessed with it, you know, wanted to play it all the time, um, you know, signed for your first few teams, you know, kind of house league level, rep level. Um, and yeah, you just start to work on it as much as you can, obsessed with it, competition. And then I think I remember getting to about the age of 11, 12, where, you know, I started to get recognized for playing and some scouts were, were, would approach, you know, my, my, uh, my aunt and uncle, um, who I was living with and, and yeah, you, you just start to realize, okay, maybe I, I, there's, there's something in here for me. Um. And, you know, over the next few years after that, started to take it a bit more serious and realize that if I did want to have a good go, I'd have to move to Europe because at that time in Canada, there was no professional league. There was no, you know, professional clubs or, or any sort of full-time environment. And I was lucky enough to, to have had a taste of it from taking part in a few teams that would travel over to England and play some games against, you know, Premier League clubs and, and as soon as you got that first taste of it, I was like, wow, like this is this is where you need to be, you know, playing against, you know, top, top players, um, being able to train every day. And I remember coming to England and seeing everything green, the pitches are green. It was like March and, you know, we're used to still having snow around that time. Um, and yeah, my mindset just kind of shifted from there. Uh, just knowing that there was a big gap between um, grassroots football in Canada at the time and, and where I wanted to go. So. As a family, we decided to that I should move over and and yeah, and then I had to start from scratch and, and, and build my way up from there. Was that difficult when you moved across and beginning to readjust? You know, you mentioned how it was so different from Canada to the UK and how grassroots in Canada was so different to where you wanted to be in the UK. What was that transition like for you and what hurdles did you face? Uh, yeah, it was, it was everything, man. Like, it was just a whole different world. You know, I, I was playing in Canada, as you said, you know, we, we played indoor, um, in, you know, during the winter months, because, you know, we couldn't go outside and play. Um, and then coming over here where they're playing most of the year, um, you know, kids were training, you know, six to eight hours a week, and Canada was probably only doing four, uh, you know, and, and, and playing games. So there was a big gap. Um, and I just had to learn really quick, had to pick things up really quick on the pitch, as well as, you know, the whole lifestyle change and moving to a new country and whole new way of, of living. I remember seeing people eating beans on toast. I didn't know what was going on. I was so confused. I was just trying to adjust um, the best way I could. But it was, yeah, a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges. Um, but luckily I had, had you know, a good family support network that you know looked after me I, I moved over and lived with with family 
Um, and they were crucial in terms of helping me adjust and, and getting used to things. It's interesting. The beans on toast, it's a staple of every British person's diet at some stage, you know, <laughs> and um, you were lucky, you know, you said you were able to move over and live with family. Was, was that support system integral in your journey to where you are now? 100%, 100%. Just, just having, you know, my, my parents and my aunt and uncle who I grew up with in Canada, you know, backing me all the way, supporting me, you know, giving me the opportunity to move over. Some parents and, you know, guardians wouldn't have taken that, you know, uh, that risk, that chance. You know, I was 15 um, and, you know, was, was able to come over and uh, have a crack at, you know, trying to make it as a professional uh, footballer. And we knew the journey was going to be long and have a lot of challenges, but to have your, your family backing you throughout the way, you know, financially and, and, and helping you out, you know, emotionally meant everything. Um, is is very was very important. Another thing that that comes across that comes across whenever you move from Canada to the UK, and this is probably a very different thing for you. You mentioned about Canada playing inside, and then those winter months, then the UK you're playing outside. The different types of of training, um, for example, in Canada, and I and I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth or assuming things here, but in Canada, you probably there was probably a lot of you were seen for your natural ability, whereas maybe when you came to the UK coaches were like oh that was good but we need to work on this and they were able to pinpoint certain aspects of your game was that something that you struggled with at the start or is that something you enjoyed or tell me about that transition yeah i know you're spot on um yeah you know in, in canada at the time it was very um you know what what your strengths what you're good at um and then obviously coming to england was very more um technical a lot more physical um and yeah, it was like, yeah, you're good at this and this, but you need to work on this. And, you know, this is this is the type. Um, if you want to be a striker, you know, this is how strikers play over here. You know, you're going to be on the shoulder. You know, you're going to have to hold the ball up. You're going to have to compete. Um, so there was a lot of things I had to learn quickly um, in, and, and, and implement in my game. And just that whole playing catch-up from, you know, there's a lot of guys that had come through the, the young academies and were kind of, you know, the next best thing and expected to get scholarships and, and contracts. And I'm just in there, just you know, trying to trying to trying to float um, and adjusting to the training. And yeah, it, it, in Canada, the, obviously, you know, indoor training is 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 a lot different. Um, you know, we used to play in uh, kind of hockey rink arenas turned into you know with the Astro, and you could play off the boards and stuff. So, and obviously, you come to England, there's none of that. Um, so yeah, there was there was a lot of adjustments that that you had to make, but. I think that's that's just just natural at any level, you know, and 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 any any country or or where you are, there's there's different styles of of playing and 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 you know different formations and tactics and you know these are things you just have to learn and adapt, especially as a young player when you when you're trying to get through. I think the word adapt that you used is is so key because at that young age, not only moving country, but you're you're training with different clubs, you're you're finding your way in a new country, in a new culture, and you're having to adapt to different styles, different techniques, different coaching styles, everything that's kind of going on all at once while you grow at the same time, you know, you're going up through your teenage years. Was was there any bit of coaching advice or anything spoken to you from a from a player, from a veteran or anything like that, that piece of advice that you took to heart and still serves you well to this day from that young age? Yeah, yeah, loads, man. Um, you know, I think just yeah having the right people around you is, is is massively important and you know 
having good coaches as well. And there's always things that you can pick up and, and take with you. And I think, you know, some of the stuff I heard earlier on was just about finding out what I was good at and, and tailoring my game around my strengths and kind of never, never losing, you know, that as my foundation, no matter where I was, um, what team I was playing for, whatever, you know, um, style of play that was coming. There was always that foundation of, of okay, this is what I'm good at. You know, I'm quick, I've pace, I, I can get on the end of things and I, and I, I love scoring goals. So focus on these things, no matter what, um, what else comes around you. And, and then, yeah, as, as you get older and you're at different stages, you start to, to realize that, you know, this whole, it's a whole journey and you just have to um, take it bit by bit and, and, and um, obviously work hard, but, but, you know, try and, 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 and just get in these good habits from, from an early age of what you like in training and, and what you like off the pitch and, and, you know, um, the discipline that you need as well. Uh, you know, a lot of distractions and, and things come up that you have to, you know, be focused on and, and know what you're trying to achieve out of it. So, and you, you, yeah, as I was saying, you pick that up from, from different coaches and different experiences that you have along the way. A word that you use there, discipline, is is amazing because it's so vital, I think, to succeed. And when I was doing a little bit of research into you preparing for this podcast, you know, I came across the fact that your first ever job was in McDonald's. So how at one stage does Simeon Jackson, who's working in McDonald's, who who is obsessed with football since he has seen it on TV and who wants to go pro, when does that I'm making it pro. I'm going pro. When does that penny drop or that decision happen in your life? Was there a particular moment or was it a case of progression as you were getting older and people were taking notice? Yeah, no, that's, I was actually telling the story today. Um, it happened when the, that, that penny drop moment for me was, you know, even though I'd, I'd moved over and I was like, right, I don't care what I have to do. I don't care how long I have to train. I don't, know how far, I don't care how far I have to travel. I've traveled all the way around. Like, you know, the world i can travel another three four hours to get to wherever i need to go um but it, the moment for me came when i was living with my my grand um at the time and she was like look you know yeah you're here for football but you also need to go and find a job and work and you need to go to college and i had to go up in the high street and apply for the job and go and apply for the college and i remember i sat down it was i, I the day i went to the college was actually one of the orientation days and I actually got let in on the course and they, you know, said to come in and sit have a, have a walk around and go in the class and stuff. I remember sitting down and I asked the tutor, I said, oh, how long are we here for? She said, oh, yeah, we're here from, you know, nine to five during the day. And and immediately, she, as she said, that was like nine to five. And I just did the math in my head. I was like, how can I then try and work on my game if I'm going to be here nine to five every day? And I remember asking, um, you know, when was, and listen, guys, I'm telling this story, but listen, just for that, don't, don't take it as, you know, drop out of school. Um, but I literally, the next break I had, um, I walked out and I remember turning back, looking at the building and just saying to myself, I'm never going back in that place. Um, and for me, that was the moment where I kind of just set my stall down. I was like, look, now I have to just put everything into into making because this is what I want to do. Um, and then, yeah, I, I had to apply, apply for the job, got a job at McDonald's and then was working there on the weekends and, and on the Sunday, sorry, as, as well as training during the week. I was playing for about two or three teams just to get my hours up and 
planes, and then I ended up getting a trial uh, at Russian Diamonds. And for me, that was like, okay, this is it. Letting this slip out of my hands. Um, you know, I've, I've sacrificed so much and was on trial for about two months, two, three months. Sometimes there's a penny drop moment where you just know what, what you want to do and you're just prepared to, to risk whatever you need to risk to, together. It's, it's really interesting because one of the moments that you talked about there is when you walked out of the school building and you looked back and went, I'm not going back there. And something we talked about earlier was the support of your family. And you mentioned that your granny was sort of saying, get out, get a job, go to college. We talked about the support of the family and how you couldn't be where you are without them. But when you decided to walk away from college and say, I'm not going back there, I'm going everything into football. Was there a bit of, was there a clash with the family? Did the family oh, yeah. doubt you? What, like, tell me about yeah. that bit. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Didn't go down well. Didn't go well, down well at all. Um, yeah, I think there was, there was a lot of, everyone was upset with me, really. They were like, you know, how you can do that, you need your education. And, you know, just, this is not, you know, what, what you're supposed to do. And I just remember saying, kind of defending myself and just being like, look, like, I'm, you know, there's there's going to be an opportunity for me to continue my education if I get a scholarship. So for me, that's what, what I'm, you know, what, what I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in, in that one basket. And, you know, people say don't do that. But for me, I just, I, there was nothing more certain to me about that I wasn't going back in that building. So I was prepared to take the slack from, from the family and, and to be fair, I think for me, it, it did happen in the next few months and it didn't, you know, drag on um, past that. So, you know, I was able to to get into to um, education as well as playing um, and, and, and that kind of, they were much, much more happier after that. But yeah, that initial phase was, was very, very, uh, very sticky. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is part two of the Simeon Jackson Match Fit Football podcast. We had technical difficulties the first time, but for all your footballing needs, we are back again for part two. Simeon, you're just in from training, from coaching, just before we get right into the mindset stuff. You've been, had a busy day. You've, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. No, thanks for uh, for having me on again. Yeah, second time around. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been good. Yeah, I had a good session with the boys today. So uh, yeah, can't wait to dive in to pick up where we left off, really. Yeah, all good. Well, well, we're going to get right into the mindset stuff and, and the sort of the meat on the bone and where we kind of dropped off last time is we were talking about motivation and I was sort of asking you about what motivates you to to seek high performance and to seek elite performance and to operate at that at level. What is it that, that really gets you out of bed every day to want to pursue greatness, so to speak? Yeah, um, I think the motivation one, obviously, it varies from, from person to person. Um from player to player and I think for me you know the, the stage that I'm at um just that continual learning and wanting to better myself and you know having a family now and and, and kids and it's you know you kind of want to leave a um a legacy and and when you're when you're looking at it from from this side of your career you kind of just want to get the best out of yourself um for as long as you can so for me you know it's it's those habits that are built over the years, you know, the the, the one percents and 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 trying to um, to execute as, as as best as I can. Those are just habits and routines now that are just kind of carrying me on um, throughout the, you know, and, and hopefully they stay with me till the rest of my career. It gets to a stage now where you 
if you're you're dropping off for for whatever reason or or, or things are going so well you kind of have your kind of reset buttons um that you just press that that kind of get you back into the right frame and 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 um and keep you going so yeah for me it's 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 family um and it's just ending my career on 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 the highest level that i can it's a, it's a phenomenal experience a phenomenal career that you've had thus far and one of the key components that i like to touch on is not only just training but individual training and i know last time and it was a bit interrupted last time but but specifically i wanted to touch on when you write a contract you've done a lot of work individually to stay fit stay sharp stay in shape and that really helped you you know when you find a new club talk to me about those periods because that has to be hard mentally on you physically as well going in between clubs and managing to stay fit so tell me about those periods and how you overcome overcome and overcame those challenges oh 100 um i was actually having this chat with with one of the boys at, at chumps recently he's um he's at watford um he's out of contract um at the end of the season he can't sign anywhere um until till january now for the window to reopen and I was just sharing with him my experiences of, you know, being out of contract, being in the summer, you know, that kind of mental test of, okay, you're in kind of the unknown. Um, you know, you, you don't know what's around the corner, but you have to make sure that you're ready and at a level when that phone call comes in, you know, you're jumping on a train, jumping on a flight sometimes. Um, and you need to be like at peak, peak level ready to go or you're going straight into a trial game or, or training or whatever um, and for me it was just kind of having that routine and, and this is what I uh, touched on last time is you know with 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 the match fit programs just having that kind of guide to go back to um, you know on those days where you kind of have this mental battle with yourself it's like okay yeah I'll, I'll do my session later or um, yeah I know I need to train but what do I actually need to do and how am I going to get the best out of today and you know having that that guide to work off you know for me the the, the 90 day program was <laughs> the best thing ever because i knew for the next you know 3 months i knew exactly what i was doing every day um and it took out that mental challenge of you know what you do have you have those days where you wake up and like okay i know i need to go but instead of just am i just going to go for a run or do ball work or like what do i actually do and then before you know it you've missed that window that, you know, is optimal training, you know, that, that first stage in the morning. Um, and you're like, oh, I'll do it in the afternoon. And then something else comes up and you just feel off, off balance. Whereas when you're in your, your full-time environment at your club, you know what you're doing, you go and you train. So it's trying to get yourself in that routine and, and in that discipline, even though, you know, you don't know when it's coming, it could be three weeks, six weeks, a month, like two months, you, you don't know. Um, so having something to refer back to is, is very important. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think another key component, you know, off that is you're almost mimicking sort of what you'd be doing at a club anyway. You know, you're just obviously doing it as an individual, maybe rather than a collective or in a team environment, but you're doing that, you're treating yourself as a signed professional, as if you are with a signed professional. So that switch is easier, you know, to go off as soon as you sign for that club, it's business as usual, because you've already been doing the work. Hundred percent. I think you you start to appreciate more um, coaches, and you know the the when you know coaches are putting on sessions, um, you just turn up as a player. You're not thinking about 
how it's set up and, and what you're trying to get from it. You're just out there and you're just trying to work on, on yourself and get the best out of the session for yourself. When you're trying to put those sessions on for yourself, it's completely different, completely different. And, um, you know, you come away from it with a whole different, different mindset um, and that appreciation for when you're in that environment of, okay, I didn't have to set up these cones. I didn't have to, you know, time myself. Um, you know, I can just go out and, and play. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think for any player that's going through that, that challenge of, of in between clubs or, or waiting to get their chance and want to make sure that, you know, they're at the right level and they're doing the right things because there's so much things out there, man. You could take any program from anywhere and, you know, go and do, you know, 5Ks and all that stuff. But is it really um, detailed? Is it really kind of specific for for your position or for, for, for football, so to speak? So it's, you know, it's it's having that kind of expertise behind you that can, that can guide you through it, man, because those times are, are really, really challenging. They are challenging and, and it, it brings it back to, you know, that mental toughness and you almost that plan, having that plan in place and knowing yourself to know that you need a plan in place. Um, and specifically the mental side of the game, because the physical side is the physical side. It's almost it's like everyone who goes professional know there's a physical give that they have to give, a physical sacrifice of their body they have to give to the game. But the mental side is so uniquely different, I find anyway, and that's the side that fascinates me. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to me about the importance of having a strong mindset and being in the right frame of mind as a professional footballer. Yeah, so you touched on it there. Um, you know, you know that there's a, a physical sacrifice, but you can also say there is a mental sacrifice as well. Um, and that mental sacrifice is continually keeping yourself in the right frame of mind. And it, it's 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 difficult to 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 kind of you know talk about because you know it, it's easier to grasp that whole physical. You know, you're putting yourself through it every day. The compare the the equivalent to that in terms of the the mindset sacrifice is staying disciplined in your thoughts, staying disciplined in your routine, um, staying disciplined in okay, if it's not going so well, I'm still going to try and pull the positives out of this and learn from it to to take myself to the next level, and that is that is a sacrifice because you can easily um, go into a whirlwind either way. You know, things start aren't going so well you're not scoring or you're struggling with your fitness or whatever, those can then start to accumulate and, you know, you, you can get into that mindset and, and that habit um, easily it just off of, you know, one mistake, something doesn't go your way. And then it's like, boom, you just trigger back into these negative thoughts and, and, and that. So to have that kind of discipline and be able to make that sacrifice of, okay, I'm going to switch off from, all the distractions that are around, um, little things like like being on Instagram, being on socials, man, like that, you know, if you look at your your time you're spending on your phone every day, and uh, I mean, now I, I'm, I'm, I'm a slave to it, I, I have to admit, um, but I do try and keep, keep tabs on it. But, you know, when I was kind of in, in, you know, a couple of years ago, before I even knew about Instagram, always looked and I was like, how are you spending this much time on this one, like, you know, app? Like mm -hmm. I could be mentally rehearsing about, you know, scoring goals or, or performance or, or, you know, using that time mentally to do other things. So just like the, the physical side where, you know, okay, I'm going to the gym for 
you know, 45 minutes, uh, you know, an hour, and I know what I'm getting out of it. You do have to also discipline yourself mentally um, in your day-to-days and, and, and how you're thinking about things and what you're doing. I, I love the topic of discipline. I think it's it's so vitally important for a footballer, and it's a fascinating topic because everyone disciplines themselves you know, slightly differently to a, to a degree, but everyone obviously needs to know their own body and what works for them and what works for their career and where they are at. One of the key words you used when you were responding there was the word confidence. And as a footballer and as a goal scorer, as a striker, how big a role does confidence play? And when confidence isn't high, how do you get over that hurdle to keep disciplined, to keep focused and to keep doing what you're doing? Yeah, so that's that's a big one, man. That, that's something I study like inside out because as a striker that's that's part and parcel people like say oh you know he's confident or you know he's lacking confidence when you actually dive into it really you you learn about it confidence is just a knowing um it's just knowing what you can do and when you get yourself into that place of okay i know what i'm good at i know what i can do you do take away that whole you know up and down roller coaster of you know, if, if it's not going so well from the outside, they might look at it and say, oh, he's not confident, but you're just going through, uh, you know, kind of a, a rough patch and, and those happen. When you know what you're good at and you know, okay, if I keep putting myself in these positions, I keep getting my shots off, I keep, you know, making these runs, eventually it will turn because I know within myself what I can do and what I'm good at, then it, it's not necessarily, um, you know, anything to do with confidence. It's just, you're continually doing the work that you know you need to do and you'll get the results from it. It's almost like a, a numbers game, so to speak. Um, and yeah, you know, that varies from person to person. Some people need to do certain things to, to make sure they're, they're feeling confident or they're in that knowingness of themselves. But um, yeah, for me, it's always just, you know, having those, those reset triggers and, and, and kind of reflecting and, 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 looking at okay performance this is what goes well i knew i i know i've done everything i needed to do okay i've uh i've scored today great you know next week i I haven't scored have i done everything i knew i needed to do to build up yeah okay great it was just one of those days we move on and we go on to the next one um and it's just that knowing in yourself that that really needs to be strong because a lot of people will try and kind of not poke at you, maybe not intentionally, but especially at, at the top level in football, it's any mistake is, is scrutinized and, and, you know, you're, you're getting pelters. Um, so you really need to have that, that, that sureness in yourself and that knowing. I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, as football has evolved and changed over the years and the more and more accessible it becomes, so to speak, especially at that elite level in terms of content, you know, everything is overanalyzed, you know, to the point of it could literally be that, you know, a striker just miss hit the ball, but all of a sudden he's got he's short in confidence and he hasn't made the run or he hasn't done this and he hasn't done that. And, you know, when Monday night football closes off the air, when the game goes off, there's two hours of analytics, you know, and sometimes it's a bit over analytical and I enjoy that stuff. But I think as a player, sometimes getting out of your own head, maybe if I can word it that way, um, is, is maybe key. And have, have you ever been a victim of perhaps overanalyzing yourself or, or maybe demanding more. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that, that is a a part of it. You know, I think you you need to kind of draw the line and and back to that point again, every person is, every player is different. Um, You know, some players need to have that, 
that extra detail or that extra understanding, but you can overdo it and you can start to get in your own way of things. And I think that the biggest thing um, for me, you know, over the years, I've, I've only started to understand it more um, of, of, of being in flow and being present. Um, and, and that to me is, is you getting out of your own way. And, you, and I think one of the best things my dad ever said to me, and he gave it to me um, a bit later on in my career, and I wish I had it early on, but he says, um, play the ball at its own merit. And to me, it's, it's massive because sometimes you go into games after you've analyzed and after, you know, if you're listening to any of, uh, of that kind of external noise, you start to build up in your head and think, okay, I need to play this way. I need to do this. I need to do that. But then on the day, you know, things just, just happen in a way that you have to be present and deal with. And if you're in your over analytical in your mind, you know, you miss that opportunity mm -hmm. that just presented itself and you're not present with what's happening at that time. So, you know, being in flow and being present um, and playing the ball at its own merit um, is, is, is a really powerful saying that, that I kind of take into me in every game now, because yeah, you can you can prep all you want and, and and plan all you want, but on the day, you know, things happen and you just have to be present and deal with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I, I think, you know, you made a, a really great point there. You know, you said you wished your dad gave you that advice just a little bit earlier in your career um, because it's so good and it's so valuable. And as we begin to wrap up, one of the questions I love to ask is if you could give any piece of advice, you know, you're coaching at the minute, you know, you're working with a lot of different footballers. If you could give one piece of advice and throughout this entire podcast, there's been golden nuggets and words of wisdom from you that anyone can apply to their footballing career. But if you could pinpoint one piece of advice that you could give to a young player or an aspiring professional or a kid starting out in his career that wants to go pro, what piece of advice would you give that person? Yeah, man, there's, there's, there's so many, but I think for me, you know, if I was looking back at, at myself and trying to give myself the tips, um, I would, would kind of ask the, the, the player or the person to, to focus on what they're good at um, and know who they are, know what their game is. Um, and then kind of, you know, whatever level you're, level you're looking to aspire to, start to build on those foundations, build on those strengths um, and get the right kind of habits and routines in from early because that's what can give you longevity and, and, and give you a career. It's having the right foundations, um, the right routines and the right habits. And I think when I say knowing yourself as a, as a player, that's also knowing your body, um, knowing what works for you. You know, there's, there's loads out there. Um, like I said, with training and nutrition and all that stuff, but unless you know what works for your body, um, that's, what's going to give you that kind of, you know, extra edge in 1%. So, you know, in terms of knowing yourself as a player, knowing your body, what works and, and getting in those routines and habits. The last thing on, on top of that is, is repetition, man. Um, I was lucky enough to have a, a kind of seminar done from a, a goalkeeping coach that came to Russian Diamonds and it was on one of those old kind of projector screen presentations. I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, you know, 17, 16, and he just had one word on a slide and it was repetition. And he started to speak about how, you know, Brian Gaze, David Beckham, all of them, all, all he did with those players in that Man United team was just repetition, repetition, repetition. And that is what, you know, gets you that kind of confidence and that belief and that knowing is because you've done it so many times 
um, it becomes automatic in, in games. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are a few uh, nuggets in there. It's not necessarily one thing, but, you know, yeah, you know, if we're trying to focus on that one thing, just know yourself as a player and, and build on your strengths, man, because no matter what, you know, you're going to come across a lot of different coaches, a lot of different playing styles, whatever, but unless you know your strengths to impact games and, and, and have that foundation to build on, you know, it, it can be really, really challenging. So that would be my tip. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal advice, you know, knowing yourself, it's having that discipline, it's building that good habits and obviously building those good habits at the, as young in age as possible, you know, that, that goes with you throughout your career, knowing how to train, what way to train, to take training seriously and professionally, to even take, you know, you mentioned using the MatchFit 90 day program, you know, at the outset, you know, using that program or using your individual time, your time away from football to improve yourself whether that be physically whether that be mentally just there's so many little ways you can increase in that one percent and i think it's phenomenal and i think i'm a bit envious of the boys you get the coach you know i wish i had that when i was a kid i wish i had someone with your knowledge with your expertise with your experience um as well you know all that thrown in but simeon as we begin to, to wrap this up as well you know i want to continue to follow your journey so I, I follow you on social media i encourage all of our listeners to do the same thing you're on instagram you're on twitter is there anything else um, that you're involved in social media wise that we need to be aware of that we should be following yeah yeah so i'm 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 just getting involved with a, an amazing project which is it's kind of my baby um and it's called pro vantage and it, it's it's going to be launching pretty soon um and it's just about kind of giving that platform for for young aspiring athletes to connect with pro athletes mm -hmm. um you know connecting with likes of myself and, and and other players out there that you know we'll be able to, to go out there and, and, and give tips but also be able to um deliver you know camps and education to, to help players so um that's going to be coming out soon so i'm really looking forward to that but yeah that, that's all going to be on my on my social media pages um you know my, my twitter is at, at jackson simeon and and uh, my instagram which we'll, we'll add in here but yeah man i for me it's like you said it's i just wanted to have access to a professional player to ask questions and, and know what it actually takes so you know doing stuff like this with you guys and you know, just to, to repay you guys for, for the help that, you know, you, you've helped me in my career and in those tough times um, is, is, is what it's about for me. So, yeah, and I'm just extremely grateful to um, have this opportunity. We're extremely grateful for you, obviously, to give of your time and your energy and your wisdom, you know, for our listeners and for you guys that are listening to this. Remember, you know, Simeon's been a great advocate of the products. Um, we're not doing this as a sales pitch. That's not what this is about. But Simeon has been a great advocate of the products at MatchFit Football, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Check it out. Drop a DM. Ask any questions you want. The guys will respond to you. You will get expert advice. So I recommend doing that, of course. But Simeon, this has been a brilliant, you know, chat. It's been quick, but it's been it's been informative. It's been excellent. So again, thank you so much for your time. Nice one, Dan. Cheers, man.